Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Let's talk about how to stay calm when you're stressed and you have high levels of cortisol. Now, if you live on planet Earth, you may have experienced stress at least once in your life. And I'm being very sarcastic because it seems like the motto is to keep your adrenals jacked up and keep you in stress mode 24-7. And anytime you're trying to solve a problem, it's vital to understand the problem a little bit more. So we're going to do a deep dive into the main hormones that regulate stress. And those two hormones are both cortisol and adrenaline, and they're both produced by your adrenal glands. And you got two adrenal glands, they sit on top of the kidney, you have an outside and you have an inside. The inside is all neurological tissue, and that is where adrenaline is produced and released from. The outside is all glandular tissue, and that's where you have cortisol. And cortisol is the hormone, but adrenaline is a neurotransmitter, which is similar to a hormone, but it works through the nervous system. And both of these hormones basically adapt your body to stress states. So the more environmental stress you have, the more those adrenals have to be activated to adjust your body to survive better during stress events. These two hormones are not designed to be long duration. They're designed to be of a short duration and then turn off. Now, the problem is the adrenal glands were not built with an off switch. They only have an on switch. You probably heard of the flight or fight mechanism as a part of the autonomic nervous system. And that is called the sympathetic nervous system. That's the on switch. The off switch is called the parasympathetic nervous system. And they call that rest and digest because it occurs when you're in a calm, relaxed state. So if you happen to get stuck in stress, like a lot of people, you're going to be heavy on the sympathetic nervous system, the flight or fight, and very, very light on the parasympathetic. So we're going to talk about how to reverse that. But the big problem is the adrenal glands don't have any parasympathetic control. It's all sympathetic control. So there's no off switch, but I'm going to show you what to do. Now, when we talk about the sympathetic nervous system in flight or fight, I want to focus more on the word flight. Okay. What is flight? That means to run away from that has a lot to do with a fear state. And when I talk about fear, I'm talking about other emotions like anxiety and worry. So anytime you are worried or have anxiety, um, that is a type of fear that you're avoiding things, you're resisting things, you're going in the opposite direction. But stress in general is a, a very necessary thing for survival. It causes our body to adapt and become stronger. So we don't want to not experience any stress, but it's the overwhelming stress that gets us. And it's also the long-term chronic stress that causes our body to get stuck in stress to the point where now we can't turn it off. So a lot of different parts of our body tend to get stuck in stress. And I'm gonna talk about the effects of that. So what happens when your body becomes stressed and cortisol is activated? 
what occurs? Let's take it from the top. The first thing that's going to happen is that you're not going to be able to sleep. In fact, you may find that you're getting up at about 2 a.m. in the morning. That's when cortisol is supposed to be at the lowest. So you have the situation where you're waking up at two and you're completely awake, yet the best sleep is in the morning when you're supposed to wake up. So you have this reverse of these hormonal rhythms, circadian rhythms, where cortisol is high at the exact wrong time. Now, I had this problem for about 12 years, so I know a lot about it. And it was literally destroying my life until I figured out some things that I'm going to share with you that I applied to my body to eventually sleep and turn things around. But if you can't sleep, you're never going to be able to heal your adrenal glands. All right. The next thing is the heart. The heart is greatly affected by high levels of chronic cortisol output in, in both blood pressure, heart rate, and inflammation inside the arteries. Now, cortisol is an anti-inflammatory. In fact, they use synthetic cortisol called prednisone in all conditions involving inflammation. But the problem is when you have chronic elevation of cortisol over many, many months or years, you start developing resistance to that cortisol in the receptor. And now you don't get the effects of cortisol, much like insulin resistance, you get cortisol resistance, where if cortisol increases, you have more inflammation and you have more of the symptoms it's supposed to protect you from. So too much cortisol over a long period of time will keep you in an inflamed state. And this prompts the need for medication and people start taking anti-inflammatories, prednisone for all sorts of inflammatory conditions, especially like arthritis, autoimmune issues, uh, joint inflammation, that's usually years of stress and cortisol where cortisol now doesn't work anymore. So you just get the negative effects of cortisol and not the positive ones. Now, this next uh, function with cortisol is fascinating. It affects your white blood cells, the immune system. Normally cortisol is supposed to suppress your immune system and turn it off because it's trying to protect you against this overreactive immune system where you have too much inflammation. So cortisol tends to put the immune system um, on pause for a while, and that's what it does. In fact, cortisol inactivates or turns off a very important specific T-cell called the natural killer T-cell, which normally does two things. It kills viruses and it kills cancer cells. So the more cortisol you have in your body, the less immune system you're going to have over a period of time. In fact, this is why nearly everyone who gets an infection or gets sick had a stress event just before that, because the stress activates cortisol and closes the door on the immune system. So your body cannot fight it anymore. So stress makes you more susceptible to viruses, bacteria, fungus, mold, etc. In fact, certain bacteria have a strategy to try to get the advantage over um, this whole battle with the immune system by activating your hypothalamus to produce hormones to then activate cortisol because it knows if the cortisol goes up, the immune system goes down and it can have the advantage. Fascinating. All right, now the relationship between cortisol and memory is interesting. Initially, cortisol is designed to help with short-term memories of emotional events uh, to help you survive. But the problem with chronic cortisol is it destroys something called the hippocampus, which is like the relay uh, switch 
for your memories. And so you end up having memory loss. You end up having brain fog. You can't focus anymore. In fact, you're fixated on like one or two problems 24 seven, where you just cannot not think of that problem. So your wheel starts spinning and you start solving problems when you're not supposed to be solving problems in the middle of the night. That's what happens with a chronic exposure to cortisol. So you might be in problem solving, but your solutions are not that great. All right, the next thing that happens is you start losing certain minerals and vitamins, uh, specifically potassium. So you start losing potassium. Potassium is a mineral to create a physiological relaxation state. So without potassium, your pulse rate starts going up, you get stress. So there is a massive loss of potassium on top of an already huge potassium deficiency in the general population because they don't consume enough high potassium foods like vegetables, and they consume a lot of sugar, which also depletes your potassium. Now, the next thing that you lose, and this is very, very important to know about is vitamin B1, thiamine. Thiamine is the key anti-stress vitamin. When you take thiamine, it gives you a sense of calmness. You feel relaxed. You lose the stress effect. So stress and high cortisol deplete B1, but also B1 lowers stress and lowers cortisol and will increase other things like GABA, which is very calming. Now you also lose um, this H plus. It's called the hydrogen ion, okay? And all you need to know about that is that that's an acid. And so when you lose your acid, you end up with a, a state where your pH is more alkaline. So when you have people in chronic uh, cortisol states or high stress, they become more alkaline, not acid. And then they have problems with their muscles being tight. They get little twitches. They have tetany. They get muscle cramps. They can't um, absorb electrolytes that well. And they have a lot of other issues, especially with breathing. Their breathing is off. But what initially happens is when you have high cortisols, you might have a spike in acid. So you might have acid reflux and then you lose your acids and it starts going down. And now you don't have enough stomach acid. So you have digestive issues. But other than that, you're going to be doing totally fine. All right. Next effect is a catabolic effect. What's that? That is where your muscles start becoming broken down. So the body is increasing cortisol to turn your muscles into the basic building blocks, amino acids, which then can be converted to sugar. So your body is trying to give you quick energy with sugar or glucose from your muscles. Okay. But it also dismantles collagen from your joints and your skin, as well as elastin, which is a type of protein. So it makes you wrinkly and looking older. Don't worry. It gets a little bit worse. Cortisol also destroys your bones. It creates osteopenia and osteoporosis. This is why during menopause, when you lose the function of the ovaries, the adrenals have to work twice as hard and act as a backup to the ovaries. And if they're weakened going into menopause, you end up with all sorts of adrenal um, overwhelm issues. Your adrenals become fatigued and they can't keep up with the extra demand. All right, let's talk about the kidney. What happens with high cortisol with the kidney? You filter less. So you have less filtration. And that means you do not filter enough of certain minerals like potassium and magnesium, and you lose those minerals, okay? So that's one mechanism of losing certain minerals, but you retain sodium. And this is why adrenal cases have a lot of fluid retention, okay? So there is a condition where your adrenals are burnt out, where you're losing sodium 
okay, and you're retaining potassium, that is more rare. So I don't wanna cover that in this presentation, but it's called adesense, where you need to be consuming a lot of salt and you don't wanna be consuming a lot of potassium because you're losing salt. Very rare, uh, most people have the opposite problem or maybe a subclinical version of high cortisol and it's called Cushing's. All right, the next point about cortisol is this increase in glucose or sugar. Another name for cortisol is glucocorticoids because it helps to regulate glucose and helps to release stored glucose. It helps to make glucose from non-carbohydrate sources like your protein, like your fat, even ketones. And this is why cortisol can activate insulin and make you fat around the gut and give you all the negative effects of high insulin, which I've done a million videos on. All right, now with digestion, now, remember, digestion is all about the parasympathetic nervous system control. So that's rest and digest. That's the off switch. So you're going to digest when you have the least amount of stress. When you have high levels of cortisol, digestion becomes inactive and sluggish, and you have all sorts of issues with digestion and bloating, and you can also develop ulcers. So you need low stress, low cortisol to be able to digest and absorb nutrients. Now, I already mentioned belly fat uh, in relationship to cortisol, but that comes from high insulin because the cortisol is just turning everything into sugar and releasing a lot of unnecessary sugar for this quick energy. All right, low vitamin D occurs with high cortisol. What's interesting about vitamin D is that it can act like cortisol, but without the side effects. Vitamin D is a very powerful anti-inflammatory. It's very, very uh, important in the immune system. It actually helps to suppress the immune system, but it doesn't turn it off. It helps to enhance the immune system and it can help to minimize or curb the inflammation or situations where you have the cytokine storm where you have too much inflammation. All right. So as you can see, high levels of cortisol over a period of time is very, very bad. All right. Enough of the bad news. Let's talk about the good news. What can we do about it? How can we lower cortisol? How can we remain calm despite this stressful environment? Okay. The first thing to do, and I think this is very important. I've done a, a individual video on this is to balance all this mental stress, which our body has not adapted to yet. Our bodies are not designed to deal with the amount of mental stress that we go through, but to balance out this mental stress with physical stress or physical work, to do physical work around the house, but it might be better to do it outside, do it in nature, very therapeutic to get rid of mental stress, to do physical work. Physical work is going to get your mind off the stress. It's going to get more blood flow. It's going to make you get tired and help you sleep. Mental stress might make you tired, but it doesn't help you sleep. So more physical work is very, very important, if not the most important thing. And you can also do exercise, which is more organized type physical activity, but physical work is a little bit better, but you know, both would be a good thing. All right, number two, you wanna stay in action. You wanna stay moving because when you're in a state of worry, when you're in a state of anxiety, when you're in the state of fear, your body is kind of paralyzed. You pretty much are not doing much. You're withdrawing. You're not in action. And that's just going to keep the stress there. The more you're in action, doing things, the less stressed you're going to be. All right, number three, like I said before, vitamin B1, thiamine is the most important vitamin with stress. If you haven't taken 
be one when you're stressed, you won't appreciate the significance or the impact that that can create. I will usually take nutritional yeast. I take them in a tablet when I'm stressed and it's just like a switch. It just within minutes, I just feel calm. I feel good. I can cope with stress. If you haven't tried that, that is definitely something you need to have as your go-to. All right, the next two minerals that are very important in stress is magnesium and potassium. And guess what? They're both found in these things called vegetables, okay? So having a big salad every single day is very important in keeping the minerals high so you can actually counter stress as compared to just having protein, which can just kind of keep you wired and protein doesn't have enough potassium and um, magnesium. And then on top of that, if you're adding carbs, not a good situation. Carbohydrates actually keep you in that sympathetic flight or fight mode. Now, vitamin D is also a necessary key vitamin to lower your stress and increase your mood. You're going to feel much better when you have vitamin D. Uh, there are so many people that are depressed and they're kind of in this paralyzed mode and they don't know that it's coming from their vitamin D. And vitamin D can actually help to act like cortisol, but without the side effects. So it can help get rid of inflammation and also uh, fulfill a lot of other functions with your immune system, et cetera, et cetera. The next thing, number four, is to get on the healthy version of keto as well as intermittent fasting. Both of those actions will increase the opposite of the sympathetics, the parasympathetic control of your nervous system. They're going to make you calm. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more cognitive function. You're going to have less stress. You're going to have less brain fog. You're going to be able to cope with stress much better. And it's going to bring your mood up from anxiety to a much higher level of calmness. All right, number five, uh, taking a really good supplement that has really good adaptogens. These are herbal um, things that help you increase your coping with stress. I'm going to put a link down below of the one that I recommend for that. All right, number six, the combination of correct breathing with sleep. Let me explain. When you're under stress mode, your breathing is going to be off. Either your inhalation or your exhalation is going to be too short or too long. It's not going to be equal. If you can get your breathing in and out equal, you're going to sleep a lot better because that puts some control over the autonomic nervous system. In fact, just be aware when you're stressed, what happens with your breathing, especially if you're trying to sleep. So what you want to do when you go to bed is start focusing on your breath, just breathing in slowly in and breathing out to match the inhalation to the exhalation, okay? And it doesn't matter if it's five seconds, four seconds, or three seconds. Just start focusing on balancing those two things, and you're going to find your sleep is going to be much better. And in addition to that, there are a lot of things that I want to tell you about sleep in this video, but I'm going to sh I'll share it with you in the next video. But sleep is a vital thing to uh, fix if you're not sleeping and you have stress. In fact, uh, let me just put some links down below in the description for sleep specifically if you have that issue. All right, the last thing I'm gonna talk about, and this is very, very cool. Um, it's a stress extraction technique that I developed and I will teach you this technique. It's very simple to do on yourself, but it, it is something that I came up with after years of practice that I would do on my patients and myself, and it can create some serious stress relief. And I wanna show you how to do it. So I created this video and you just need to click on it right now and check it out.